praise God. It is truly a pleasure to be here in this ARC conference. Uh, I appreciate uh, Brother Howard uh, putting this meeting together along with those that work with him and all of the churches and the brethren that cooperate with this meeting. These types of meetings are needed in the land today. And I have come here expecting to hear from God. I have asked God to talk to my heart. I am not just here to minister. I am here to be preached to. I am here for God to talk to me through his word. I believe tonight that I am looking into the face of hungry people, of desperate people, of sincere people, of people that really want to be saved and people that really want to go to heaven. And I think it's proper right here, right now, this first night, this first service, to stop and really pray that God's perfect will will be done in this ark conference. This conference will affect many ministers and many congregations. There's folks from all over the country here uh, tonight. I say let it spread like fire. Praise God. I pray God talk to us preachers that we can go home with our hearts full and red hot and we can touch the hearts and the lives of the people that we pastor or if you're an evangelist that you can do the work of an evangelist. Let's pray together. Dear God, in Jesus' name, right now, we're asking you to be with us in this art conference. God, anoint the leaders of this conference. God, anoint uh, uh, the preachers of this conference uh, and the uh, people of this conference. Oh, God, let your perfect will be done. Oh, God, let your will be done. Glory to God. God, let your will be done. Come on, let's get a hold of God. Let's get a hold of God. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. To show you what a nice guy I am, why don't you take this monitor and turn it that way and these brethren up here can hear. I can get by with one monitor. I think uh, they'll be able to hear better up there. Yeah. Is that any better? Praise God. I am a nice guy. And I want to say this, I am not uptight and hung up on sound. I ain't going to put nobody on edge. It's my responsibility to preach. It's the sounds men's responsibility to see that you hear. I ain't worrying about it no more. Let's open to the book of Philippians. Everybody feels better already, don't you? Book of Philippians, chapter 2. Chapter 2. 
and verse 5. Book of Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Again, I want to say I appreciate being invited to just be at this meeting. And uh, I'll tell you later if I appreciate being asked to preach or not. But I want to say that I deeply appreciate and respect Brother Gary Howard. God has placed him in the kingdom and I believe in Tulsa, Oklahoma for such a time as this. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind, let this mind, let this mind be in you. Let this mind, I'm reading from the Bible here tonight. And the Apostle Paul, and we believe in the Apostle Paul. And we believe in what the Apostle Paul wrote and what he preached and what he taught and what he said. And, uh, and the Apostle Paul wrote to the church. And he said, let this mind, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That is my text, and that is my subject. Let this mind. Let this mind, let this mind. I thought it would be a great thing and it would be a good thing and it would be a right thing if we could come to this conference and if we as individuals could find the mind of God, the perfect will of God, and the perfect mind of God for our lives. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now that covers a lot of territory. And I cannot cover all of that territory tonight. But I am bringing to what I feel is the mind of God for this service tonight. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. To find the mind of Christ, to find the mind of God, we have got to look at the life of Christ. And there's something in my heart tonight. There's something in my soul. There's something in my being there's something in my system tonight i want to find the mind of god and when i say that tonight brethren it is coming from a desperate soul i want to find the mind of god i want to find the mind of god the purpose will of God and mind of God for the church that I pastor. God has 
called me to pastor in Fresno, California. That is my charge. That is my responsibility. And brethren, we must not take that charge and we must not take that responsibility lightly. If you are a pastor, that is your responsibility. If you are a pastor, that is your charge. And it behooves you and I as pastors to find the mind of God for the city where we pastor. If you are an evangelist, and God knows we need seasoned evangelists in this day that we're living in. I'm telling you, uh, that of the evangelist is not just a place to start. Many times it is a place to start and a place to stay as long as God wants you there. That of evangelist is not a second grade ministry. It is part of the five-fold ministry. I cannot emphasize to you tonight the importance of evangelist. Oh, God, give us some red-hot, burdened evangelist that can find the mind of Christ. Praise God. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. I am going to bring to you tonight the mind of Christ for your church. I am going to bring to you tonight the mind of Christ for, for your city. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, I can stand here tonight and prove to you this is the will of God for your church. This is the will of God for your a city. If you've come here searching for something, searching for something, searching for something, you've told your wife, we've got to find it. Let's go to art. Maybe we'll find it there. I'm telling you, God is going to give you his mind for your city and for your church in this service tonight. Let's raise our hands and worship God. Let's worship the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Glory to God. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. I bring to you the mind of Christ. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That is the mind of Christ. I could read that scripture and sit down tonight and say, I am through. I have preached. And you would say, what did you say? What did you preach? I brought to you the mind of Christ. For the Son of Man is come. Are you getting it? For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. I'll tell you the mind of Christ, brethren, for your city and for your ministry. It's to seek and to save the lost. It's to seek and to save the lost. That is the will of God. That is the mind of Christ. 
but too many times we're looking for something off out here or somewhere oh yeah we're looking for some mystical something uh, to pop out of the air we're looking for a special visitation of some uh, uh, mystical being or something when it's just written right here in black and white for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost hallelujah we are Christ representatives in the city of that you pastor. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ did not manifest himself in the flesh and go and pastor of the church that you're passing. He sent you there in the flesh. We are Christ ambassadors, which simply means we're there in Christ's stead. Paul said, I beseech you in Christ's stead. You're in the city that you're in, in Christ's stead. If you're an evangelist, you're an evangelist in Christ said and Jesus Christ the mind of Christ what would Jesus do if he was in this city where I'm pastoring what would he do how would he do things what are we doing wrong oh let me tell you what Jesus would do he would seek he would seek he would seek the lost he would reach for the lost he would seek to save the lost Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the book of Matthew uh, chapter uh, 9 and uh, uh, verse 35, and Jesus went about all of the cities and villages doing what? Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, that's what we need to do. We need to see the multitude. The Bible said when he saw the multitude, it was not just a multitude. It was not just people that he was passing through and they were passing by him. It was more than just two ships passing in the night. It was more than just in the marketplace with another human being the bible said he saw the multitude we as preachers in our cities we need to see the multitude we need to see the lost we need to see the unsaved we need to have a heart for the lost we need to have a heart for the unsaved for the bible goes on to say this that when he saw the multitude he was moved with compassion he was moved oh god somehow in discomfort uh, help my heart to be touched uh, that I can be moved with compassion that I can get a real genuine burden uh, and concern for my city and care <laughs> glory to God praise God I don't know what you came here to hear tonight but I bring to you the mind of Christ the mind of Christ hallelujah he said this, he said, uh, when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. He was moved. He was moved. It gripped his soul. He was moved with compassion. And the Bible said 
because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then said he unto them, don't you believe that when Jesus Christ was here that he spoke his mind? Don't you believe that he spoke his will? He spoke his mind to them. Then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous. If Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago could say that the harvest truly was plenteous, what would he say today if he was robed in flesh and walked among men today? If he was moved with compassion in that day, he would surely faint under the burden in this day. But I want to tell you, Christ is in the world. He is in the flesh. He's in my flesh. He's in your flesh. I'm telling you, we are here to carry out the Great Commission. He said the harvest truly is plenteous. But the labors are full are few now let me step aside and what I'm fixing to say I don't know if it's God or Von Morton you know I can get in the flesh now don't everybody get tight but somewhere you just got to step aside and say something and that's this and that's the and, and when I get like this some folks really get up tight and they really get nervous but it ain't gonna be that bad but let me say this we let this mind be in you which was also in Christ we get our minds on so many things I want to say this this is what I want to say we talk about the UPC more than we talk about Jesus Christ and soul winning. And I dare anybody here to challenge what I just said. I'm telling you, I hear it till I'm sick of it. We need to get inflamed in reaching the world, in caring for the lost. You hear what I'm saying tonight? Praise God. I'm telling you it's the truth. We get our minds on so many things and, and what's on our mind comes out of our mouth. Oh, now I realize it's like Brother Howard said, everything's got to have some balance. And there'll be balance in this meeting. But this is the mind of Christ for tonight. It said this, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. And this is what Jesus said. This is the forgotten prayer request. This is the only prayer request that Jesus ever handed in. It was, pray ye therefore, pray ye therefore, 
pray you therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send his labors into his harvest the harvest is plenteous but the labors are few I'm telling you brethren what will heal the ills among us is old-fashioned Holy Ghost tongue-talking Jesus name baptizing one God revival and evangelism praise God glory to God and I know what, and you always got to stop and qualify, and whatever. Well, and some, some, well, I don't know about Morton, you know. Uh, well, I'll tell you about Morton. You come and ask me. That's right. Praise God. But right now, Morton's on winning the lost. I can't clean them fish till I get them out of the water, man. There's some folks always looking for a fish to clean. Man, before you can clean them, you gotta get them out of the water first. Give me some sinners. And then when you get them in the church, preach the television out of them. Preach the jewelry off of them. Preach long sleeves on them. Preach hair cutting out of them but you can't do that till you get them in praise God I'm telling you the mind of Christ for this service tonight God wants to give us a compassion a burden a zeal to win the loss for Jesus Christ come to seek and to save that which was lost oh let's raise our hands and worship God Hallelujah to God. The mind of Christ, the mind of Christ is pray you therefore, the Lord of the harvest. Oh, there's such a need for workers. There's such a need for harvesters, but I'm going to tell you, preachers, what we can't do. We can't sit around on our two before and, 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 and say, boy, if I just had somebody in my church that had some money, if, if, if I just had somebody that was a, that was a uh, if we just had some musicians, if we just had a, a choir, let me tell you what, take the jawbone of a donkey and use what you got. That's right. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. You take a preacher with a Bible and a burden and a compassion and a zeal and a desire and bless God. You can put him in the middle of wherever and there's going to be evangelism. There's going to, I'm telling you, preachers, if we're going to have evangel, we got to get it in us. We got to get it in us because we are the mind of Christ. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We are the mind of Christ. John chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 says that he left Judea 
and departed again into Galilee. Jesus went into Galilee. And it said, and he must needs go through Samaria. This reveals to us the mind of Christ. Why was he must needs go through Samaria? It was because he realized there was a lady there that was lost and not only lost, but there was a lady there that could be the key to revival. And it did happen. I ain't gonna take time to go into but it did happen. That's why he said, that's the mind of Christ. That's the mind of Christ. You see, the mind of Christ is soul winning. Praise God. You say, but what about the mind of Christ and holiness? Bible said, be holy even as he is holy. I'm not preaching that tonight. I'm preaching the mind of Christ concerning reaching the lost. Before people can be holy, they've got to be saved. You understand? They got to be saved. I'm telling you, brethren, the key is evangelism. The key is reaching the lost. In that same chapter, Jesus said in John 4, 35, Say not ye there yet four months, uh, and then cometh the harvest. Don't look off out into the future and say, Then cometh the harvest. Behold, he said, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes. I believe that's what God wants us to do in this conference. He wants us to lift up our eyes. Praise God. Uh, right around you, in your city or wherever you're at, there is evangelism. There is souls. There is men. There is women. There is boys and girls. There is families. There is people that can be saved. Now this old business... Uh, this old business of just pull the cord and it's uh, uh, easy go. There ain't no such thing as easy go. The Bible said pulling them out of the fire. Bless God, it's a job. I mean, it's, it's, it's a responsibility. The Bible said we are laborers together with Christ. Praise God. It, 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 it's a job. It, it, it's a job, especially in this world that we are living in. People, I don't know how things are back in this part of the country, but in California, there's 32 million people. And I'm telling you, we got everything from the upper crust to the slop of the earth I'm, and everything in between. There ain't nothing in this world that's not in California. You got to fight. You got to pray. You got to scratch. You got to dig. You got to kick. You got to pull. Uh, you got to push. You got to whatever uh, to win a soul and to get somebody to God. Uh, this business, uh, uh, just easy go. Uh, uh, you know, well, uh, uh, it's, it's the city he's in or, or he, he got a real setup, uh, a real situation. I say, let's make a real setup and let's make a real situation where we're at. Praise God. He said, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Oh, let's give the Lord a good hand clap tonight. Let's give the Lord a good hand clap. Hallelujah. When Jesus started his ministry, one of the first things he did was he uh, to gather his harvesting crew. That's one of the first things he did. That reveals to us the mind of Christ. He made preparation for the harvest. He made preparation for an in gathering. 
in, in, in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw two brethren. And he saw there more than just two brethren or two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. He said unto them, he said unto them, what is Christ saying unto us tonight? He said unto them, follow me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. That was the first thing on his mind when he started getting uh, his staff together, when he started getting his crew together. He, he wanted harvesters. He said, if you'll follow me, I will make you fishers of men. I'm going to tell you something. If we will follow in his steps, if we will follow Christ, if we will get his mind, we will be fishers of men. I'm telling you, we've got to sleep this. We've got to eat this. We've got to talk this. We've got to want this. I've said this till, till I've wore it out. There ain't nothing like winning the lost. There ain't nothing like praying people through. There ain't nothing like a new voice. There ain't nothing like new blood. There ain't nothing like a new testimony. Oh, 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 let's raise our hands and pray for our cities right now. Right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Right now, pray for your city. God, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' pray, 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 pray. Hallelujah to God. Oh, pray, 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 pray. The mind of Christ was, give me some men and I'll make fishers out of them. That was the mind of Christ. He was speaking his mind to those. Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. The mind of Christ is to reach and to win the lost. Why do you think it's in the Bible? And I'm not going to take time to read the whole things. I'm just going to hit. And a lot of times, well, forget it. I ain't going to explain everything here tonight. Luke chapter 14 and verse 21. Go out into the streets, into the lanes of the city. Bring in hither the poor, the maimed, the halt, and the blind. Bring them in here. And then he said, go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring them in. And then they said, they've done it. Yet there is room. He said, go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be full. I'm going to tell you, I'm reading to you the mind of Christ. I just read to you the mind of Christ. But we get all caught up. I, I, I want to get the mind of God. I want to get the perfect will of God. I want to get the perfect program. There ain't no better program than what I'm preaching to you tonight. 
You understand? There ain't no better program. And, and people, people have come to me and called me and whatever and said, what's your program? It's as simple that I'm embarrassed to explain it to them. You know? Something, you got to have this, you got to have that, and then you got to do this, you got to write this, you got to duplicate this, you got baloney. Just do what Jesus said. Get out in the streets and start witnessing, getting people to the house of God. Everywhere Jesus went, he was reaching out to the lost. It was the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost son, the lost toilet, the lost leper. The people uh, are the parable of the sower. He was looking for the good ground. I'm telling you, when you really get into this Bible, you can go way back to the book of Genesis. And the first thing that our God done after man fell into sin, he began to reach for him. What? Oh, God. What did he say? He said, Adam! 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 Where art thou? He knew his son was lost. He knew Adam had fell into sin. He started reaching for him. I'm telling you, if we're what we ought to be for God and we have the mind of Christ, we're going to be reaching for him. Adam, where art thou? Harlot, where art thou? Drug addict, where art thou? Black man, where art thou? Brown man, where art thou? Asian, where art thou? Cigarette sucker, where art thou? Where art thou? I'm going to tell you this is the God's truth this is the truth I, I got church tonight at home I, I, I don't want to offend nobody but I'd rather be at home tonight pastoring the people that I pastor and reaching for the lost that will be there in that service tonight and I mean this, I don't care if I never... Now, this offended somebody PSR when I said it, but just, anyway, that's the way it is. I just don't care. You understand? I don't care if I never preach a meeting like this again. I don't, I just, I'm telling you, it's in my heart. My number one thing is not this. You understand? But I, I'll tell you, the main reason I'm here is because I want to hear something from God. You got to come in out of the field every once in a while and go get a drink of water at a place like like this. But the main thing, we need to keep the main thing, the main thing, brother, and the main thing is reaching the lost. The main thing is reaching the lost. In Matthew chapter 18 and verse 2, it says that Jesus called a little child unto him. I'm telling you, Jesus was interested in the children. He called the little, a little child unto him. There was the lost rich young ruler. He went uh, uh, to the man that was lost in the tombs. That man couldn't get to him, so he said, I will go there. I'm telling you, when you study the life of Christ, it was a life of reaching the lost. It was, it was a life of reaching the lost. 
in Luke chapter 16 Jesus uh, told the story of the rich man and Lazarus and Jesus said in hell talking about the rich man it said in hell I wonder tonight sometime if we really believe that there is a hell I'm gonna tell you something I believe according to this Bible tonight there is a place hear me that's called hell I believe there is a place uh, where it is burning with fire and brimstone I believe there is a place uh, uh, where the soul will never die I believe in everlasting punishment it's not going to burn up and crips and, and it's all gone it's going to be forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever I'm here to tell you tonight there is a judgment there is a judgment there is a burning hell there is an eternity we better get concerned about the lost there is a hell John 3 16 for God so loved the world that does not mean that he loved the flowers and he loved the hills and I suppose he loved them too he made them but when it says for God so loved the world it wasn't talking about the valleys and the hills and the snow-capped mountains it wasn't talking about the beautiful deserts and the flowers no 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 and the streams and the desert it was talking about people it was talking about billions of people that we have in the world today for God so loved the world that's why the Bible said that he endured the cross because he loved the world I'm telling you I'm saying this to us preachers we better love our church we better love the city we're in we better love the lost it's got to be our number one thing God is speaking his mind to some tonight and you don't really want to receive it well this is not really what I was talking about well this is what God's talking about tonight you need to listen to God this is the will of God you say brother Morton you're sure sure of yourself I'm gonna tell you something I am sure of myself if I wasn't sure of myself I'd fold up and sit down and shut up but I'm sure of myself tonight for God so loved the world that he gave do we love enough to give do we love enough to sacrifice for God so loved the world that he gave he gave his time he gave his love he gave his mercy he gave his compassion do we love enough to give of our time, our finances, of prayer, of dealing with sinners, reaching out for the lost? Do we love enough to give? The Bible says, the Bible says it. I'm bringing to you tonight the mind of Christ. The Bible said, he is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance brother Morton what are you trying to do I'm trying to obey the spirit and bring to you tonight the mind of Christ he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Uh, the other morning uh, about two Sunday mornings ago I stopped by 
uh, McDonald's. And uh, that's where you stop when you don't have a cook. You'll have to learn what that means. But anyway, uh, I stopped by there and I was walking out of McDonald's and there was a man sitting at a table and, and he was writing. And I walked on by him and, and, and boy, I felt an urge to witness to that fella. And I walked on out the door and I got there. I said, no, sir. I turned around and I walked back in there to this fella. And I said, uh, looks like you're doing some interesting writing. He looked up and he said, I'm writing a friend. I said, I want you to come to my church. And I invited him to my, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that the love of God constrained me to do that. I'm telling the love of God wants to get in our hearts and constrain us. Let's drive through our cities and let me say this. Let's don't just look at it as more tithe and more offering. A bigger car, a bigger house. No, no. Brethren, we've got all we need. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm telling you, if you get a burden for the lost, God will supply your every need. You reach out for the lost and you won't want for anything. God takes care of his own. I'm preaching to us tonight about the mind of Christ. It's reach and win the lost. It was Jesus that said in Matthew 16 and 15, go ye into all the world. Now listen, listen, listen. Just before Jesus went back into heaven, he left some last moment instructions. What was the last? Hey, tonight, if you were dying or leaving this world and, uh, and, and you could gather your, your, your family around you or your friends or whoever, your loved ones, whatever, 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 whatever. And, and you know that it's getting down to your last words. What would we say? What would we say? I'm telling you, Jesus knew that he was about to leave. And he's about to leave this in the hands of men. And his ministry was over. And he's going. And what it turns out to be, will uh, it'll be what these men make it. And, and his last words was, as he was being, he said, go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. That was his last words, uh, as you might say. He was walking out the door. You know, you know, I remember my uncles in World War II going off uh, 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 to the war. And I was just a little boy. But I, I, I remember standing beside the highway when we took two of my uncles out and the war was raging. And I was just a little boy in West Texas. And we took my uncles out there to stand by the road to hitchhike, uh, to get on to El Paso, uh, to go over uh, seas. Uh, how they said goodbye. <laughs> oh, it was the last words and they knew they may never be back again and what was it Jesus as he was leaving he said go into all the world go into all the world preach the gospel to every creature that's the minds of Christ he was speaking his will he was speaking his mind go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature let's raise our hands right now ask God to baptize us with his spirit oh Jesus Hallelujah.
It was Jesus that said in Acts 1 and 8, this was among his last words also, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. What was he doing? He was revealing his will. He was revealing his mind. I remember my daddy. In fact, he's still living. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, he would reveal to me his mind. Sometime on the end of a belt. But he would reveal to me his will and the way it was going to be. I'm telling you, our Heavenly Father is trying tonight to give us a revelation. Hey, let me tell you, there's a revelation of the oneness of God. I'm telling you, there is a revelation. There is a revelation uh, of Acts 2.38. I'm going to tell you this. There ain't no other way except Acts 2.38. And I'm going to tell you something. If you believe somebody can go to heaven in this New Testament age, outside Acts 2.38, you've got false doctrine in your heart, brother. There ain't no other way. There ain't no other message. And tonight when I'm talking about reaching the lost, I'm not talking about compromise. And I'm not talking about John Maxwell either. You understand? I'm talking about apostolic. I'm talking about one God. I'm talking about this church reaching this world. Hallelujah. We don't need no Trinitarian teaching us how to reach the world. You hear what I'm saying? Hallelujah. That's right. Oh God, give us your mind. It was Jesus that said, you shall be witnesses unto me. Jesus said uh, in, in John 15, he said, uh, Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. You say, well, that was for the disciples. He was talking to the disciples. He's talking to us too, brother. That's right. And, and, and that's the problem with too many. They try to, uh, well, uh, 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 they, they try to read everything in between lines and try to figure everything out. Well, this means, uh, hey, just take it for what it says and do it. He said this, I have, uh, I, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should do what? I have ordained you ordained you he said I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that he said I've ordained you what was he speaking to those you know what he did in those years that he was with the disciples he was putting his mind into them. he was putting his mind into them. he was putting his mind into them. when John wrote over there in the book of John he was writing the mind of Christ because uh, the Apostle Peter said we're eyewitnesses of his majesty when the uh, Apostle Peter wrote he was writing the mind of Christ hallelujah I believe when the Apostle uh, Paul was writing he was writing the mind of Christ I believe that's why he penned these words to the Philippian church and said let this mind be in you which was also in Christ brother Booker I want the mind of God I'm not talking about the will of God for me as an individual where I ought to be I'm talking about the mind of God wherever I'm at any time any place
It was Jesus that said in Matthew 20 and 6 to the laborers, He said, Why stand ye here all the day idle? I didn't say that. Jesus did. He said, Why stand ye here all the day idle? I'm telling you, there's too much idleness in Pentecost. And through idleness, the building decayeth and falleth in. Why stand ye here all the day idle? Saints, preachers, we need to keep the main thing the main thing. And you know, I got to thinking about, I got to thinking about, this has been some time back, and I got to thinking about Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 1. It said, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And we like that. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Boy, I like that feeling. I know when I feel it and know when I don't feel it. Right now, I feel it. And, 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 but we like that. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. But why is the Spirit of the Lord God upon me? He said, but this is talking about Christ. It's, but remember, remember, he closed the book and put it in the hands of the ministry. Hey, it's on us now. The anointing's not on him, it's on us. He's on us. It takes the anointing to do the work of God. It takes the anointing to reach the sinner. And then I got to reading that and I got to thinking. Notice this. You'll find this in there. The, The anointing was upon him and the anointing is upon us to do what? To preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives. I'm telling you, I'm going to read the rest of it, but I want you to notice this. The anointing is upon us to do what? It's to reach the lost. It's not to just turn red in the face and scream and holler and sweat and say, I preach. But that anointing comes upon us uh, to break the yoke, to win the lost. It said the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn. uh, To appoint uh, uh, unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. uh, The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaven. Brethren, that's why the anointing's on us. Now I'm going to tell you what you got to do sometime when you're trying to build a church. And, 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 and I've said this before, but you know, repeat, repeat, repeat. You know, some folks, when they think about me, they only think about me as being at Fresno. I'm going to tell you, there was life before Fresno. Yeah. But I have... I evangelized for nine years. I preached in homes. I've slept in basements. I preached to one. I preached in houses. I preached in churches. I preached in the small, the big, the in-between, and every place else. And I'm going to tell you what you got to do sometime when you're trying to build a church. I pastored before at Fresno. You got some time to just get up and look around. Now, I gotta, don't go home and tear your church up. But you got to look around, and there ain't no sinners. Just close your Bible and say, well, folks, I want to tell you something. No sinners, no soup tonight. And just, just walk out. And say, well, what's the matter, brother? There ain't no sinners here. You're going to have to give me some sinners here. You say, well, preach to them saints. You've preached to them saints till they've been saved a billion times. Hey, you saints out there, 
get some sinners out there for that preacher to preach to. Get some sinners out there. Get some sinners out there. There's a song that says, When in a better land, before the bar we stand, how deeply grieved our souls may be. If any lost one there should cry in deep despair, you never mentioned him to me. You never mentioned him to me. You helped me, not the light to see. You met me day by day, and you knew I was astray, yet you never mentioned him to me. Oh, let us spread the word where'er it may be heard. Help groping souls the light to see that yonder none may say, you showed me not the way, you never mentioned him to me. A few sweet words may guide a lost one to his side or turn sad eyes on Calvary. So work as days go by that yonder none may cry. You never mentioned him to me. You never mentioned him to me. You helped me, not the light to see. You met me day by day. You knew I was astray, yet you never mentioned him to me. Let me tell you about God right now. Right now in this congregation, this is how God works. Right now, the Spirit of God is moving upon people in this place right now. And you're thinking about somebody, a neighbor, a friend, a relative, somebody at work, somebody somewhere that you've been meaning uh, to witness to. And conviction is gripping you. You know what it is? It's the love of Christ working in you. Constraining you to reach. I'm telling you, God is in us. We have the Holy Ghost. But it's not to just leap and talk in tongues and run and shout and all. That is good. But I'm telling you, I'm telling He's given us power to reach the lost. Ability to reach the lost. We got the Holy Ghost to reach the lost. Praise God. Praise God. It was said of Jesus in Luke 19, 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and he wept over it. What was he doing? He was revealing his innermost being. He was revealing his mind. I love this city. I love this city. He was setting us an example. Preachers, we need to love where we're at. And I got enough sense to know in a congregation like this that God's dealing with different people to to resign or God is dealing with different people to go do this or go do that now I can't sort all that out you got to do that but I do know one thing God no matter where we're at or what we're doing we got to have a burden for the lost let this mind be in you which was also in Christ. How long has it been since we wept 
over our city. I'm going to tell you something that happened to me, and some of you have heard me tell this before. This was about, uh, in fact, I, I wrote it. It was in 19, it was in, it was in August of 1995. 96, 97. Man, that's been over two years ago, but this happened. I noticed in the church that I pastored that, that we wouldn't pray and people through, that things had slowed down, that things wouldn't happen. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't care where you pastor. Uh, everybody's got the same problem. Some folks just got more than others. I tell you what, I have people that backslide. I have people that commit adultery. I have people that steal. I have people that lie. Hey, like pastor church like that. But I got people that live right and do right and whatever. And I, I'm going to tell you, the struggle is the same everywhere. If you're trying to get away from the struggle of the climb, you'll never get away from it. No! It's the same everywhere. But I, I, things were not just, and it was bothering me. And I was praying and I was walking in the church and I was really praying. I was seeking God and I was trying to get a hold of God. And I said, God, we got to have, there's something, there's, there's something wrong in this church. Reveal the sin. God, what's the problem? Boy, and I, I prayed like that. And God spoke to me. You hear me? He said, you're the problem. That happened to me. I stopped right there, man, and I got down then. And I got to figure out what is this problem. And you know what it was? I was pastoring people, and people had problems, and I had problems, and everybody's got problems. And I was all wrapped up in their problems, and my problems, and these problems, and this was happening, and that was happening. And all I was doing was praying for this problem and that problem. And I was not praying for the lost. We've got to have some intercessors. And God revealed that to me. And I'm telling you, I started praying for the lost. I started interceding for the And God knows, God, this, this is the truth, that, that evangelism broke out again. And it started moving again. And it started working again. But I'm telling you, preachers, it starts right here. It starts right here with us preachers in this pulpit. We better find out what our problem is. I'm telling you, it was I was wrapped up not in things of the world. I wouldn't sit there and do anything wrong. I just wrapped up in people. This one's got a problem. There's a fire over here. I got to put this one out. And then I got a problem over here. I got to do this. I got to take care of this. And I was neglecting praying for my city. Do you understand? Maybe, do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm telling you, Jesus set us an example. We need to pray for our cities. And then Paul said this. He said, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. To have the mind of Christ, we need to have Christ tonight formed in us again. We're not going to get the mind of Christ outside a prayer. We're not going to get the mind of Christ running the roads and playing and, and messing and gomming and doing. I'm telling you what, we need to get involved in the work of God. I'm telling you, brethren, it's a, I start to say it's an eight-hour-a-day job, but it's more than that. Oh, 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 
I know every once in a while you got to take off some time. You got to do something different. But as a whole, we need our nose to the grind. As a whole, we need to be in there praying and preaching and teaching and, and, and soul winning. And, and that's the way revival is. Do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? This is the mind of Christ. And it said, my little children whom I travail in birth again until Christ be for. I want Christ formed in me tonight. Now I'm fixing to close. I, this has been, well, I started to say several years ago, but it's been many years ago now. I was pastoring a family, and they had a boy. And this boy was, I don't know, seemed like he's about 22 years old. 20 to 25 years old. And, and, and he was a rebel rouser. He was a devil on wheels. He was a doper. He was a smoker. He was a fornicator. And one day I got a call and it said, Brother Martin said, uh, you better get to the hospital. Said, Tommy's, uh, uh, Tommy's, uh, he, he, he's had an accident. And uh, by the time I got there, Tommy was dead. I talked to the parents. The daddy wasn't in the church. The mama was, sister was, other sister was, whatever. And so we talked and I said, I will meet you at the funeral home this afternoon at three o'clock. I will never forget. I will never forget going to that funeral home. I stepped in the door of white Hearst Funeral Chapel. I heard crying, sobbing, and moaning to my left. And I, I went into this room and there sat this father on a couch and this saint of God on a couch, his wife. And I got down on my knees and I looked up into her face <laughs> and I took her by the hand what do you say I said sister Williams everything's gonna be all right and she looked at me and she said brother Morton it will never be all right Tommy's in hell I want to tell you something. There is a hell. And we Pentecostals need to get a new glimpse of hell. The judgment. Eternity. There's a lot of Tommies. There's a lot of Ellens. There's a lot of Sues. There's a lot of Bobbies. There's a lot of Roberts that's going to go to hell if this church doesn't get a burden. I will say that that young man had a chance. He had every opportunity. He passed it up. But I'm telling you, there's souls out there and they're going to be lost forever. What is Christ saying to the church tonight? He's saying, my mind is, please help me to reach the lost. Let's stand to our feet right now. Let's lift our hands. Let's ask God to give us a fresh touch and a fresh burden. Oh, 
Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. 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 Let's lift our hands and pray right now. Oh, God. Let's pray, 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 let's pray. Let's pray. Come on, it's not time to play, it's time to pray. Let this mind be in you. Hallelujah. Let's everybody make our way to the front right now that wants a new vision and a new burden and you want Christ formed in you anew. Let's find a place to pray about the lost. Let's ask God to give us his mind. Glory to God. Glory to God.